Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Seychelle Van Poole. There are areas of our business where people tend to be more ahead in business. And, you know, what are the qualities, when I think about this, I think, what are the qualities that an organization needs in order to succeed in sales? And in in any business, and especially, I would argue, in real estate right now, 80% of our industry has never been in a challenging market. Yeah. Is that bananas, right? They could argue this last year, right, has been a challenge. But up until really this last year for different parts of the country, 80% of our industry has not been in a challenging market. And what that says to me is homes and real estate really create the motivation because there's a timeline on it. Meaning that if you're just in a market where there's multiple offers, you don't really have to dig into why somebody is wanting to do something and how that's important and like all of the psychology behind that. You might be in the psychology of a negotiation, but you're not in the psychology of an actual sale as deep as as you would be in a, in a tough market. And what I've been discovering with our team at Van Poole Properties is that um, the market created motivation. And now what we're having to go back and do is really dig deep on the motivation of the client, why they're needing to move, what's driving that decision, how we make that happen. And um, so we've been doing a ton of training around that, a ton of revisiting the different levels of conversion, the different levels of how to drive better sales and the key factors behind that. And so Sarah and I, thought today it might be helpful to get tactical um, and kind of go behind the curtain some and talk about some of these different pieces of when you are truly having to get to the motivation of a sale or of a client, regardless of what industry you're in, how you do that to be more effective in your role. That's so good, Say. We talked about this in um, a little bit in our uh-huh. Shift Tactics uh, um, episode. And one of the Shift Tactics, so that's a book written about what to do when the real estate market shifts. In that, one of the key points is to find the motivated, to find yes. the motivated. Um, but you also can create motivated as well through getting to the heart of it. And so what we're going to talk about today is really how you do that, right? Yes. How do you get and discover the client's motivation to actually cause them to act, to cause them to act. So the first thing, the first thing that we're going to talk about today is getting to their motivation through emotion, through emotion. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so what some things that I think are really, really important to be asking um, yourself, and this is like tactical questions to ask after you have been with a client Mm -hmm. or about to be with a client, right? Am I, did I or am I going to tap into the client's motivation and will I actively listen? Actively mm, listening. That's huge. What that, huge. What that means is are you spending 60 seconds to three minutes actively discovering and mastering the motivation through asking questions, right? Mm-hmm. So how well are you actually listening to what the client is saying? Um, this has been such a big thing with, um, I'm doing coaching every day with our agents. And one of the biggest things that I'm finding is that they aren't active listening no. when they're talking with them. No, they're and taking, they they're will taking tell great me, orders. They're, ta- yes. really somebody said, they're taking great orders, but yes. they're not actively, I think it's an industry, we're not actively listening at the level we need to be right now. 
Yes, absolutely. And it, it's very evident. Of course, it's easy when you're not in the, like when you're, when you're sitting mm-hmm. down with them, you're thinking a lot of times about what to say next versus what they're actually mm-hmm. saying. And so for me, as a co- when I'm coaching my agents and they tell me what they said, it's easy for me to then pinpoint like, did you double down on that motivation, what they just said? And it, to them, mm-hmm. they didn't even hear it as that, right? Because they weren't actively listening. No, yeah, absolutely. So, and so it's so important to be, um, you know, taking time to ask questions and then actively listen to their answers. Can I give you a real life example of how this shows up between active listening and not? So that way when you're getting yes. these questions, you kind of can hear it. So this is a personal example I experienced about a week ago with our team. I got a text from a it's sphere of influence, someone I know, past client, has worked with us and their family multiple times. And I got a text that said, hey, can you help me run comps on one of the rental properties we bought with you guys? We're thinking about selling it, right? And so I said, yeah, of course. Absolutely, we can get you comps, no problem. And I think a lot of agents stop right there. They might even say, when do you need the comps, right? But I ended up saying, oh, no problem at all. What's making you think of selling the... Um, the rental property. And the client says, well, um, my in-laws have been living in the house and they're thinking of moving into an assisted living um, situation. I said, oh, totally get that. You know, do they need help with that sort of a situation? So we got them connected up with a great vendor. And um, I said, well, tell me, tell me like what your timing is on that and what you're like, you know, when you're thinking you might want to do something. And she said, well, actually like really soon, like really, really soon. I said, okay, well, what's making it go that fast? Are they moving that quickly? And she goes, no, if, if I'm honest, my husband just told me he wants a divorce. Oh. And um, I'm not in love with that decision, but that's where we are. And my in-laws are pissed. They're mad. And they don't want to be living in a house we both own. And so we're dealing with all of that. So it immediately went from a, hey, you need to sell a rental to like, what else do you need, Right which is now turning into like three or four sales and vendors and all these other things. But it wasn't about the sale. It was like actively listening for the cues. And if I had stopped, you know, and we hopped on the phone, that's when the divorce part came out as we scheduled a call and then the divorce part came out on the call. But if we, if I had just stopped with a sure, I'll run comps and send them to you, I would have missed the whole emotional side of the support and the actual motivation had I just taken it at face value. And I think that's where I'm seeing a lot of people in our industry right now taking the first the first question of, oh, they need to sell a rental property. They're a motivated seller because they want to sell their rental and their in-laws are moving, right? But they didn't, like, they didn't truly understand. Maybe, maybe the in-law fell and broke their hip. Maybe, yeah. right? Like, there's always something a little bit deeper than that. And so that, I, like, that's a real example that if I had stopped, which I could have easily stopped, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm busy. I got other yeah. stuff going on. I could have easily been yeah. that one that stopped. I would have missed that whole other support for that client. And we would have maybe had one sale, but it's actually going to be three or four. So. No, what a gr- that's such a great example and so true. And what I love about that was like, the initial reason that they gave was true, but yeah. there was more to it. And it had you have not kept asking questions, you wouldn't have mm-hmm. understood really what is going on behind the seat, right. scenes. And so questions, asking questions, part of getting to the motivation and getting to the heart of why someone wants to move or potentially wants to move really starts with you asking open-ended questions to yes. get them talking, right? And then as they're talking, you're actively listening. So when they answer your first question, you might say something like, well, tell me more about that, I right? Love that. 
Mm-hmm. So tell me more about that. Um, another uh, way to do that is saying like, I hear you saying that you want to sell your sell this rental property um, to be able to put put your in-laws in an assisted living facility. Tell me more about why that's important to you. Why mm-hmm. is it important to you right now for mm-hmm. that to happen, right? Mm-hmm. What else might be driving to move, sell, invest? Like what else mm-hmm. could, could be going on? That's mm-hmm. a great question to ask. If you could paint a brushstroke, what would your ideal scenario be? So we say this a lot, or if you could wave yep. a magic wand, yep. when would you like to have the home mm-hmm. sold? And then when they give the answer, you're going to ask me, mm-hmm. hey, why is it important to you for September to be the month mm-hmm. that you sell your home, right? Mm-hmm. So what? another question is, what obstacles do I need to know about for your upcoming move? So are there yeah. obstacles or maybe what's keeping you up at night, right? Yeah. That you're stressed about right now that we could help you with? Why is it important to you? right? That you have two bedrooms on the first floor. So I always tell our sales team, the most powerful question in real estate is why? Yeah. Why? So they say something. Yes. It's why, right? Getting to the why behind it, the heart Mm -hmm. behind it, why it's so important. What would this move do for you? So you having this, not having the stress of having this rental property and cause it's might be causing stress in your, in Mm -hmm. your marriage. It's potentially sounding like, but what, what would this move do for you? Right. In terms Mm -hmm. of your peace of mind, but there's a lot of um, questions that you can ask. The most important thing is asking questions. And so what we um, focus on is you ask a question, you hear their answer by actively listening, and then you go another layer deep on whatever they said. Okay, so tell me more about that or why is that important? Um, I find that most of our agents make the mistake that they just stop at the first question. Yeah. They, they do a good job asking one time, one question. Yep. But it's like getting to more questions after asking the first question is important. Well, and if you think about it, our business is a contact sport. And so it is about that there is a numbers game to it in the number of conversations you have, the number of people you have in your pipeline, right? The number of appointments you go on will dictate your success. And so I think it's very easy to get into autopilot of like, okay, they checked a box. Okay, I'm on to the next yep. one. And yep. I love that we started with the emotion because emotion makes people move. Logic mm-hmm. makes people think. And so yep. if I don't have the emotional reason to make somebody like, do something, then the logic makes them stall. So once you get to understand the motivation, you can move to the pre-qualification questions, which is really the logic behind it, right? Now that I understand your motivation, we can time it. We can help you move through the process. I I think what's key here, and that's so powerful, say what you said, what's key here is that typically they will answer you logically, Yes. Like for example, that answer that your friend that your past client yeah. gave I of, need to sell a rental. I yeah. yes, I need to sell the rental because I need the money to put my in-laws in 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 assisted a living. um assisted living. Okay, that's a that's logical logic. answer. That's, totally that's logical. logical. Okay, mm-hmm. totally logical. Okay, but there was actually an emotion going on behind the scenes that if say didn't dig deeper, she wouldn't even know. And so it's so important to know that that's why you want to ask more questions Mm -hmm. after they give you the logical answer Mm -hmm. to get to the heart of it. So like one bit, one big one, and I know I'm, we're spending a lot of time on this one, but it's it's because it's so important and most people skip it. So yes, yes. And because we think, we think it's easy to think logically about things, right? Like a big one is um, if you could wave a magic wand, how much money would you like to gain from the sale of your home? 
And so mm-hmm. they give a very logical answer, $100,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. And most agents would just stop there. Okay. They want a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Okay. Right. Not those that are listening to this podcast. They're not going to stop. That's there. right. You're okay? not doing that. <laughs> you're not doing that. What you're doing next is, okay. And why is a hundred thousand important to you? And then what will, what are you planning on doing with a hundred thousand? How mm-hmm. will it feel when you get into the retirement home? How will it feel when you have the yard for your grandkids? Mm-hmm. How will it feel? What so you're getting to the you? feeling. What mm-hmm. will that do for you? You're getting to the feeling. It's not about a hundred thousand. No. There's a feeling that you have to get to, an emotion that you have to get to, to truly uncover the true motivation. That's right. So just want to make sure to Double down on that one. That, uh, I love that. Well, and then once you get there, you can go into the actual pre-qualifying questions that decide, is this motivated person someone that I can help? Is this someone I can set an appointment with? Is this someone that we can then move through the sales process and discover where they are in that process? And so that's then where a lot of you in the sales world for real estate hear about the script called LP Mama or LPT mama. And I still, I'm still going to give credit to our friend Claudio Restrepo for, for creating this one, but it's brilliant. And so she then really gets into, you know, you probably at this point know who you're talking to, right? And how many decision makers there are is the next part of that, right? Who, who all is involved in this decision-making process? Are you the only one or there are multiples of you? Then the next one is where do they want to go location-wise? So the LP, right? Location is the L. Where do you want to be? So, you know, the home you called about is on 123 Main Street. Is that the area you're looking to buy in, right? Or tell me more about where you're looking to purchase. So it's not a yes or no answer. These are always great if you can get into conversation instead of yes, no's. Um, The next part is the home you called on is listed for, you know, $700,000. Tell me about the price range you're looking to purchase in right? And see if that's in their range. If it is, great. If not, then pivot them to a different area. Then the next one is timing, which is, do you have a specific timing? You told me you had this job, right? We've discovered your motivation is your job is coming here and you need to be here by August. Do you need to be here that by then? Do you have temporary housing set up? You know, what's your situation? So we can help time it appropriately for you to maximize your, your time and your money. Then after time, it's motivation, which you've already tapped into. So just making sure that you're doubling down. What I heard you say is da-da-da-da-da-da-da based on our conversation. So if we could make that happen for you in that amount of time, would that work for you? Right? So you're checking in on that. Then after that, you want to make sure you know if they're already represented. Kind of a crucial part. So make sure you understand if they're signed with somebody else, if somebody else is representing them, because we are not in the business of trying to... uh, shortchange other people. And then you need to know if they need financing or a mortgage. So do you need money or are you paying cash? And if so, can we get you in touch with one of our great uh, lenders to help you? So that's the mortgage. Have they been pre-approved or need credit help or whatever that might be? And then the last one is tell me about, you know, what you need in that property. What is it that you need or what is it special about your current property that you have um, that we need to take into consideration when we're selling or buying? And then the last one is always be closing, baby. Yes. Close for the appointment. <laughs> wow. Sounds like we we can really help you accomplish your goals. The next step is we need to get yep. together. Let's yep. get together and meet on either this day or this day and time. Which of these works best for you? And sooner the better is always the answer on that. You want to get in front of them as fast as possible so somebody doesn't beat you to that appointment. And that is so, so your important. logic side of things. But you can't solve the logic until you know the motivation. 
Yes. Yep. So getting, getting to the why is so important. And then also then logically talking through all the steps. And then number three, um, which is understanding when to close, which say already, uh, talked about that for the phone, right. Closing for the appointment. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to get face to face as much as possible with buyers and sellers. Right. And so belly to belly is, is super important, but when to close. So assessing, uh, when is the right time to close? And so for that, you want to be actively listening to body language. Don't keep talking. I find that a lot of salespeople make the mistake of the person's ready to move forward and yet we keep talking. And we're keep yes. we're continuing to <laughs> ask them questions and talk with them and they just want to go. They just want to yeah. get going. They want to like, see I'm the house. Or they, and you're like, no, yeah, no, no, I'm but I didn't finish my sales pitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. Right. Yeah. And so always be, you want to always be closing. I have found to assumptively close the entire time. So I believe that every single person that we talk to at Empower Home, both buyer, seller, borrower, Mm -hmm. I believe they're our client. Mm -hmm. And so we always obviously want to ask, like, have you signed with someone else? And then of course, that's when we don't believe they're our client. Okay. But if they have not yet signed a commitment to a to another realtor, then for us, what's so important is to make sure that we are talking with them like they are our client the whole time, right? Okay. Um, and so assumptively closing, not 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 asking questions instead of just like making sure you're talking to them about, okay, the next step is that you're going to talk to our lender and then I'm going to take you out looking um, to see homes. So does Tuesday at seven work best or Thursday at six, right? Um, and so you're that. closing for that. And so, but you want to close for the business. You want to close for yeah. the business. I think, you know, um, one of my favorite quotes is from Zig Ziglar saying, timid salespeople have skinny kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's so true. Um, yeah. and a lot of times timid is a lot of times people that don't ask for the order, don't ask yeah. for the business, right? So assess when to close. Sometimes you're going to close early on and then other mm-hmm. times you're going to close. You want to make sure to give them all the information uh, beforehand. So, yeah, I I totally hear you on that. I love it. And then um, that I love always giving expectations. Like I think about it when I'm in a doctor's office and I've been given a diagnosis. I want to know what the next steps are. Right. I yep. want to know what the treatment is. If you're ordering blood work, when am I going to hear back from you? Like I had to have an ultrasound done a couple of weeks ago and I was like, okay, so how is this going to work today? When do I get results? When am I going to hear from someone? Like it's the same yep. thing in real estate, right? So it's really important that we under promise, we over deliver. So as salespeople, we always are eager to please. Remember, you may have team members that are doing something for you. So promise is if somebody else is going to do it, not that you're going to immediately do it and not have something that gets in your way and give them what the next steps are. So great. We met. We're agreed. We're working together. The next step is, or what we're going to do next is, or what I recommend next is that this is going to happen. Um, and so it's really important to help them understand where they are in the process and understand what the next steps are to set them up for success. And one of the things I, I love as far as like a, a closing into the next phase is to say, awesome, based on our appointment today, it sounds like you're ready for us to get together or it sounds like you're ready to sign the paperwork. Let's move forward. Um, and, and if you're actively listening, you've picked up on that motivation. You understand that they're giving you all the signals and cues. And so it's right then. Go for it and move it forward. It's so important um, to always, you want to end every time you're with a client, a potential client, you always want to end with when you're going to be with them again. 
<laughs> like yeah. you never want to walk away. Like you're showing homes. You never want to walk away and not know when you're going to show homes again. Right. So always get them on your calendar. Cause again, you will admit, you will progress them through the sale pipeline much faster uh-huh. if you uh-huh. are leading them. Right. I always talk to our sales team. We're not Uber drivers. No. <laughs> Uber drivers just they don't do pay us follow. Per trip. Di- yeah. They're not paying for trip. <laughs> no. And yes. you don't get tipped yep. on it. <laughs> no, and and we don't just take instructions, right? Instead, we're leading the client. And how you lead the client is by giving them the next step. And with that next step also goes into number five, which is giving them setting up some type of deadline or that they know what they need to be working on next. Mm-hmm. So for an example of that, like you meet with a seller, you agree to work together, right? You tell them what the next step is. And so for, for as an example, you might say, okay, the next step is for you to meet with our stager, okay? But then what's important is that, again, we're not just taking instructions. Mm-hmm. We're, we're helping guide them and push them through. They're motivated. We understand why they want to move. And it's our job to lead them. You are leading mm-hmm. them, okay? Yes. So what you want to do is that you want to give them a deadline. Like, So the next step would be you're going to meet with our stager. Now, when do you think you can have all of the items done from the stager list? And then they might say, oh, I've got two weekends, you know. Okay, awesome. So we're going to put a goal date in that I'm going to call you on this mm-hmm. day and then all the staging lists will be done and then we'll talk about what's next, right? And so helping them by sort of project, you're, you're sort of a project. Yeah, you're a project manager. Yeah. Yeah, project manager yeah. in that way for them, right? Giving them a deadline of what happens next. So then that way um, they, they, they know what to do. I love that. Well, and then the last part is, you know, with that part is make sure you have also scheduled a follow-up for yourself. This is where trusting the system is important because the ideal scenario is that your team and your, your personal business gets so big that you can't keep track of it all in your head or on like a notepad. And so having a system that you can build out that automates part of this um, for you so that you take the guesswork out of it. Make sure you have that next follow-up just scheduled in your CRM so that you're not dropping anyone. Because yeah. how terrible is it? We've all had it where you had this amazing appointment. They were three months out. You said, yeah, great. We'll talk next. And then you never call them again. And the next thing you know, there's a for sale sign in their yard yes, with someone else. And you want to die and you want (laughs) to die because you didn't follow up. So don't do that because that's just money that is going to somebody else and your kids are going to be skinnier for it. So yes, schedule that follow up so you can be the great salesperson we know you are. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, it's not their job to follow up with us. It's our job to follow up with them. And that alone, you can help so many more families just by mastering follow up and mm-hmm. putting yourself on a system to ensure that you don't forget about them. A hundred percent And And don't assume if you don't have a lot going on that you won't forget about them because yeah. I've had not as much going on have. at times in my life yeah. and then I have forgotten about, about yes. people. So make sure to use that CRM or, or some type of reminder system to ensure that you uh, stay in front of them. I love this. So it's like how to discover your client's motivation, but then also just how to, how to serve them, right? But I, I yeah. loved... Um, just like five keys that uh, say you put together that I love in terms of using confidence. Um, So like these are just little tactical things, but giving your name, um, expressing gratitude, using their name is really powerful when you're talking with them. What's the reason for the call or why you're meeting, right? And then making sure we're asking those open-ended questions like we talked about earlier. But I I love how simple the five 
keys are yeah. um, to just and building I a quality that, uh, call. We use that for like lead generation. We also use that though every time we talk to a client, right? It's, yes. hey, Sarah, thank you so much for taking my call today. It's Seychelle yep. over at Van Poole Properties. I am calling you for two specific reasons today, right? Number one, we yep. need to talk about the pricing on your home. And number two, we need to talk about the traffic on your home. And we're going to leave this call with um, a, game, a plan game plan for both of those, right? So yep. um, does that sound good to you? And is there anything else you want to make sure we cover on this call before we dive in? I love right? that. And then you dive in. So but that good. sets the tone because when, when agents don't understand, right, we're in we're in the game of, of creating motivation. Price is a big part of that, especially with sellers. And a lot of agents haven't even had to do price changes. Is setting the tone instead of picking up the phone and going, hey, Sarah, how are you doing? They're sitting there yep. going, why are you calling me? And why is my house What are we going to do today? What are you doing yeah. to sell my house? They don't they don't want to hear about my dinner last night. They want to hear what's going to happen. So, setting setting that having an agenda, I think the other secret thing that we love to do is send an email the day before the call with a hey Sarah, I'd like to have a conversation tomorrow at one of these two times with you to discuss these two specific things and here's the data behind it for you. So, I wanted you to have a minute to look it over so that when we have a conversation we can make productive decisions. I love that. It like saves you hours of work. So like Tuesdays is usually, Tuesdays and Wednesdays to send the email out of what we want. Thursdays is the day we have the call to get it done. And that just is a great cadence to be in. Yes. We follow the same sort of playbook in terms of the order. And I think the other thing that I love about sending the email and then setting the time is that when you have two decision makers, they're both on the email and they both can be there for, you're letting them know you need everyone. 100%. Because what can happen the trap I fell into is I would talk to one spouse, get the approval for something. And then, yes. And then you're relying on them to, to transfer the information. information. They're not going to do it the way that you did. And then they're not going to understand. And so it's so important to be talking with both decision makers as much as possible. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Or at least get approval of like, I'm going to talk to Randy and Randy's going to have already talked with Janine and yeah. Yeah. That's good is totally fair. Well, I appreciate this. And and our goal for you all is to go build a big, efficient business that mints you money and success beyond your wildest dreams. It's so fulfilling and fun so that you can go out there and live that big life. And conversion is a big part of it. So go out there and build that big business and an even bigger life. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.